This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This Pintar for Breakfast is brought to you by Campos, Philly's best since 1947. Yeah, that's right. The best Philly cheesesteaks and hoagies. They still deliver. Today on Pintar for Breakfast, I got Adam Morgan for you, pitcher for your Philadelphia Phillies. It is time to talk to players, see what they're doing. Hope all's well. Pintar for Breakfast, next. In the air to left field, going back on it. It is gone! Kevin Franzen sends everybody home! Ball coming, coming down! down. What up, and welcome to another episode of Pie Talk for Breakfast. I am your host, Kevin Franzen, one of the color analysts for your Philadelphia Phillies. And it feels good. May 19th, uh, I just get the sense that baseball's coming back soon. I just get that sense. No false hope, nothing. I just I just feel it, and uh, much needed. Today's a great day for myself. Um, some would say it's sad. But for me, I celebrate. It's my brother's birthday. It would have been 41, uh, May 19th. Uh, 19 for Life is is our foundation. Give it a, a look, 19forlife.org. Um, my brother passed away in 2004. And since then, my family, uh, a couple of his friends, have developed a, a foundation that we've raised and, and pretty much brought in over a million dollars and given back to not only the community but to the hospital, Stanford uh, Children's Lucille Packard Children's Hospital of Stanford uh, and start a couple programs there as well some scholarships for kids that battle with adversity um, and today is a day for me I it, it took a while but I look at it as a great day he gave me so many good memories one that uh, I look at and go hey he would have loved being here in Philly for games and um, I know he would. He loved it when I was a giant, um, as far as being drafted by them, and you know, one that I'm never going to take for granted. So today is a great day, whatever you may be, wherever you may be listening to. Here he is, left-handed pitcher, left-handed specialist, because I could say that, and he can't rebuttal on this. Adam Morgan of your Philadelphia Phillies. What's up, dude? Good man, how you doing? <laughs> Bored. Uh, I'm just trying to come up. Uh, this is what I spend my days doing: uh, hanging out with my daughter, who is almost five, which is tremendous. Um, I go downstairs. I do this podcast. I think of ways to introduce people. It's never good, <laughs> but uh, it's the effort. The effort's there, you know. So you've well, been good. That's all that counts. I've oh, been good, man. Been good. Just. Um, you know, being a dad, taking care of the yard, grilling. Yeah, yeah. So we, we got we got plenty to talk about on this one because uh, saw some things that you've made on your Instagram. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Not impressed. Not impressed. Not not, <laughs> not yet. Um, I, I I need to know. 
How far along in your grilling stages are you? Because, I mean, it, it looks very um, novice. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm professional by any means, but, um, you know, giving some of the meat uh, to the neighbors and, and my brother and family and, and they give you the ultimate compliment saying, hey, these may be the best ribs I've ever had. I mean, it builds confidence quick. Yeah, see, I, I, I'll fight you on that on that because I know my ribs that I make way better. A <laughs> uh, lot more tender and, and, and love involved in that whole thing. But have you found – okay, so just joking aside, have you found that, like, you know, being outside grilling on, on days that, you know, obviously uh, society's in a different world right now um, – but it puts you a little bit at ease. Like it just like kind of gets your mind away from things for a little bit. Like you're like, ah, just the sweet smells of, uh, of barbecuing, grilling Traeger grill. I don't know. I mean, what, what is it for you? Absolutely. I think, you know, being, um, at the comfort of your own home, um, my big thing is staying busy. So whenever I'm outside, you know, my grass looks like Augusta right now. So Prove I've it. just been out, I've been out here, <laughs> been out here every day um just trying to stay busy um and it's it's not hard to do when you got two little ones running around and um you know your wife's telling you to get out of the house you're you're doing too much so um but it i love just opening up the grill trying new things um i just got a traeger so being able to to smoke some meat and and be able to put it on all day wake up in the morning it's it's just a huge production and project that all day you're worrying about it whether i need to put um some apple cider vinegar on there or when i need to flip it and it's uh it's definitely been keeping me busy well you're cheating when it goes on the traeger because the traeger might be one of the most amazing things that's ever been made i'm but telling just you it, it in. i mean really that's it, all you exactly do. Throw it in, set the temperature, and let it ride. I mean, we did uh, <laughs> uh, some ribs. I mean, take five and a half, six hours, and I mean, it, like I said, it's it's an awesome project. You don't you don't want to open it up. I mean, if you're looking, you're not cooking. So, um, just being able to set it and let it sit that's that's the best. Now, have you talked to Mike, the head groundskeeper for the uh, Phillies, about your your grass? Have you uh, you know shown him <laughs> anything? Has he taught you anything? No. Or is this all just be, because you're knowledgeable, uh, you're resourceful? You go onto YouTube and, uh, and and watch how people do this. Yeah, luckily, um, my next door neighbor is from Augusta. Oh, and his yard is immaculate. So I just. Um, whenever he's out in his backyard, I'll just pick his brain about what to do, when to lay down the fertilizer, when to aerate, how much I need of water. So I'm really just taking advice from him. But I tell you what, it's not a bad idea to call out Mike. Well, see, here's the deal: like if if you're gonna claim it's Augusta, at least have some Augusta grass in there. Like you, like if he's from there, I mean, at yeah. least you know, say, hey, <laughs> uh, here's like here's a square foot, one square foot of Augusta grass. That's all you need. Wow. I know. I mean, that would be that would be something special. That's for sure. <laughs> no, it's uh, man. I'm not gonna say my my yard's immaculate, but I, I've had to do a lot of work. Uh, mm -hmm. But this is a time that I mean, look, we're never used to being here. It, you know, at home uh, during this time, and and it's crazy to find yourself occupying yourself. You know, you with two kids, a newborn. Um, mm-hmm with your wife with your you know your family members if you know they they come over or whatever 
But then there's the yard, there's the grilling, there's the art people like to do during this time. Like, it's fun to talk to people to see how they occupy themselves. It really is. Uh, yeah. And I mean, and everybody's got their hobbies. Everybody's got something that they enjoy doing. And now with all the time on our hands, it's, it's how many things can I do? Or, Ooh, or the things like that, that. Uh, things that I didn't think that I had time to do. Well, now I have time to do. And you're just really, like I said, trying to occupy your time as much as you can, because when you sit around and think about what's going on and what's happening, kind of makes you sad a little bit and to think about how it's been over 10 years since I've been home at this time um you know it's just it's, it's crazy and so you don't want I to just, sound like a like a jerk like to your wife but you're like man I don't know if I like this like you, you, you do <laughs> but you, you know like because you love playing you're 30 oh, years yeah. old right I mean it's like mm-hmm. a Man, you're you're getting old. By the way, I know. I I'm getting there. I was like, damn, I'm, you're thirty. I met you when I'm you were like, what, twenty, twenty-two? Yeah, been a long time. My long God. Time. <laughs> um, and, and so it just it puts a different perspective. Okay, so now that you bring up like baseball and being home and all this stuff, so how are you occupying occupying your time? Like when it comes to the baseball work, when it comes to working out. Are you a long distance runner now? Are you uh, <laughs> are you pulling sleds? Are you actually mowing the lawn by pulling a riding lawnmower on your back? <laughs> no, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I don't know. Um, I've been so there's a chunk of the day where I'm I'm gone, um, and I try to time it out to where I don't have to make multiple trips. So it is a big chunk of the day. I'll I'll leave here about twelve thirty and gone till five, and I'll throw. And today we're throwing a hitter. So, um, you know, give myself time to warm up, do my shoulder stuff, um, kind of do some soft tissue and uh, throw to some hitters, long toss, and then uh, head to workout. So I've been very fortunate to ever since uh, the, the quarantine has happened or the COVID pandemic has hit, um, I've been able to lift at a gym and been able to throw at a baseball field. So I'm, I'm very fortunate on that side of things. So really just being able to, to block out a chunk of time, whether I want to do it early in the morning for kind of uh, act as a day game or yeah. later in the afternoon, a little 3.30 game. Who knows? Well, I mean, it is a little bit of it based on the uh, sleep schedule too. It is. It is. We, we, it is. It's early mornings for me, but, you know, I'm, I, I feel like I'm a morning person and uh, – I mean, around here we go to bed nine nine thirty every night just because we know Lila and Luke are going to wake us up at six thirty. In between, anywhere in between six thirty and seven, they're going to be wide awake and wanting to play play doh and 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 play with crayons and coloring all over the walls. It's just awesome. Now, uh, is it Luke? Yeah, little Luke. That's Luke uh, was born was, just a little bit ago, wasn't he? Yeah, he was born March twenty third. So when this all hit down in spring training, everybody. Um, was kind of going their separate ways, and Rachel and I um, decided to stay down there. The doctor that uh, delivered Luke, we really uh, enjoyed, and he was very knowledgeable and, and very accommodating for our situation. So we um, we stayed there and, and had Luke, and Mama and Baby were healthy, and we um, headed out up here to Georgia a couple days after that. Thank God for Mama, and you know. <laughs> That's the oh. truth. 
Hopefully it doesn't get your looks. Let's just say that. No, no. <laughs> hey, that, that's a good, that's, I mean, everybody's been saying that Lila, Lila looks like me and Luke looks exactly like Rachel. Now, okay, so for for me, I, I look at you and I go, okay, this is a guy that appreciates a lot of things and in, in just in general. Like, you're not a negative guy. You're a positive. And we could always talk about baseball. We could always talk about something that's funny. But, like, you ever step back in, the, in these couple months here and just go, you're almost two months into being home. And mm-hmm. you've had two months to not leave the side of Rachel and, and, and Luke and your daughter. Mm-hmm. And that's huge. Like I, I remember Tenley, my daughter was born in 15, the last year I played and I, you know, she was born, we were home. I was playing in like two, three days and I was away from them, you know, for weeks at a time. And, and, it, and I never got to see the beginning parts of it. And I missed that. And, you know, you, in unfortunate but fortunate circumstance you get to see this what's that been like it's been awesome man it's truly truly a blessing to be able to spend this time uh with the family and and being able to see the early stages of luke um just kind of he changes every single day but i keep telling everybody there's always a silver lining to every situation um you just got to be patient and, and and look forward and um sometimes it's easy to find and other times you got to dig a little deeper but i think for this one the silver line is being able to spend time with family and uh not taking that for granted and being able to be hands-on with with him and help rachel out because um i was in the same boat with, with lila when she was born um i had three days and it was back to work um so i keep telling everybody we we had luke um March 23rd, opening day would have been the 26th. I would have had to fly out, flown out the 25th, and had to, you know, get it going from there. So that is it's something special to be able to spend this much time with them because you know how it is. It's three days and then back to back to playing ball, which we love playing ball, but oh yeah, you come you come back to your family, and that's that's what really matters. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. All right, so. We, we, we think about these situations. You go to spring training. You're throwing. You're doing all this. You're starting to compete. It gets shut down. How do you keep those competitive juices flowing for you? Uh, well, I mean, I, I always make a game out of everything, whether it's <laughs> how quick I can mow the yard or, you know, how What's well I can. time? <laughs> <laughs> I mean – uh, I don't know. Every time I come out here, I always find some more stuff that I need to do. So it usually ends up taking half the day. But um, I think for me, being able to this this may sound bad, but it, it's the it's the truth. Being able to throw to some of these high school guys that are out here, that are out of the season, uh, or got their uh, high school season taken away from them. Being able to throw to them, just having a body in the batter's box. They may be anywhere from 14 to 18 years old. As bad as it sounds, I still want to embarrass them. I don't want even. I don't want them to to even foul tick a ball. You know, I I don't want anything in play. And my main goal is to try to use as few balls as I can. Hmm. And um, but being able to go out there and throw, I think that that is is something that's keeping the juices going. Uh, this is the second time we've been, we've done this, 
And um, hopefully going to ramp it up uh, more next week, maybe do it two times a week. But that's been huge to me uh, to, to kind of keep the edge, the competitive edge, um, as fine-tuned or as sharp as I can. Because I know some guys are throwing in the mattresses and yeah. – doing doing uh what they call prison workouts in the garage i mean it's it's tough it's tough but you got to find a way to to make it work yeah but you wouldn't know what those prison workouts are like is <laughs> like no way even close to being arrested in your life anyway but uh with that thought just stay right there okay prison workout and all and uh we got a quick commercial break right here on pine tar for breakfast podcast it's game time, and you're heading to Citizens Bank Park to catch your fight and fills. But you want the great taste of a Campos cheesesteak. That's easy. Make sure you visit Campos on Ashburn Alley. Whether you want a traditional cheesesteak or kick it up a notch with their signature sandwich, the heater, you can get the same award-winning steaks that you'll find at their 214 Market Street location in Old City. For the best cheesesteak in Philly, visit Campos in Ashburn Alley. Campos at 214 Market Street and CamposDeli.com. Philadelphia's cheesesteak since 1947. Welcome back to Pine Tower for Breakfast podcast. I am your host, Kevin Franzen, at Kevin Franzen on Twitter. I'm still here with the prison workout guy who knows nothing about prison workouts, Adam Morgan. <laughs> you, you, you see uh, differences. You 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 notice things uh, with yourself, but you also notice like with coaches and, and staff and, and people that you're around. So I've talked to Brian Price a couple times. And him, you know, being, you know, communicating different ways with you guys. Have you noticed things about him, like through this process as a coach, being away from him that and a true care for you from him? Like, is it something that you're, it's very noticeable? Absolutely. They, every, I mean, Price, Goddard, um, Lundy, Everybody uh, see, on the see we we don't talk positive right now about Jim God. He's ignored my text, so uh, I can't I can't discuss that. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. well, hey, he like may, the he, nicest I'm... human being in the world. Yeah, I'm the only one he's not nice to. Okay. <laughs> well, he may be busy. I, I was gonna say they may be busy calling us. I mean, I, I talk to those guys uh, at least twice a week, just a little check in. But the price usually sends out all the pictures. Um, What's what his plan is for us starters, relievers kind of individualizes it um, if he needs to. But the amount of thought and effort that he puts into the text messages, the throwing programs, the, the phone calls, um, trying to see where everybody's at and trying to manage. Hey, we don't really have an end date, but hey, here's what I feel like uh, and what we feel like is is a good plan for this week. And we've just been taking it week by week. But. He has been, he's been awesome. He's been uh, very understanding. I mean, it's something that everybody hasn't really gone through. So to be able to keep in contact with him um, has been huge. Yeah, I just think it's crazy. You know, we we talk about my my parents are you know retired teachers, and you know they're always adjusting when they're teaching and their careers and stuff, and coaches as as well. Um, but nothing like this where you have to adjust everything on the fly. And now with having all that technology at your, you know, your disposal, now you're going, man, like, how can I, how, how can I accomplish this without being too invasive? I guess it would, would be a good word, but also that, that bond that you were creating with a new pitching coach, uh, Lundy and, and, and Goddard being there already is huge for you. But I mean, like just in general, you're just like, 
Wow, this is this is incredible to see how this man, who is new to all of us, is adjusting on the fly and learning all about us. Absolutely, and I think that it it, it deepens your relationship to yeah. so where you, yeah. you it's a. I mean, yeah, we get on Zoom calls where there's maybe sixteen to twenty of us, but when you have a phone call and you talk baseball for five ten minutes, and if maybe longer if you have questions, but then the other half of the conversation is. Hey, how you doing? How's your family? How you making it? Um, you know, kind of like what we're doing here is, is digging deeper to what we're doing and how we're doing um, to kind of occupy our time. So to be able to have that, I think that that's that's another silver lining right there is, is to build uh, a relationship with a new pitching coach on a personal level and having that one on one time, whether I mean, I know it's not face to face, but yeah. hey, phone calls are phone calls are awesome. No, and, and okay, so you have a new pitching coach, you're you're developing that relationship. How would you describe him as his approach with you? Not just in general, not a generalization, but the individualized part, right? With you. How has that been built uh in the last few months? Even before that, when he got the job and him you know, conversing, have you noticed the the, the subtle changes or like the the, the huge build up to uh, where you guys are right now, as far as him, and and when he calls you, it's just like, damn, this is like, this is like, this is normal. Yeah, absolutely. And I, he, Price does a great job of that. He he didn't come in and say, hey, this is how we're gonna do it. This is my way. Some you know, do if you don't, if, yeah, some people do it that <laughs> way. But but to each his own, right? I mean, I think that he's done a great job of coming in and saying, hey, you know, Mo, if this works for you this is how it's going to be. And I may tweak some things here and there, but I'm going to let you do your routine. What, what you think is going to get you ready. And along the way, I'm going to be there by your side to say, hey, nudge you this way or, or tweak you this way. And he learned a lot of knowledge from uh, Lundy and Goddard who had been there or been with us for a couple of years now. And, and Lundy being with us, um, a lot of these guys through the minor leagues. Um, and he learned a lot from them and what makes us tick and how we go about uh, preparing and, and how we go about getting ready in the bullpen and stuff like that. So he kind of sat back for for a while, honestly, and said, hey, you guys do what you've always done to get yourself ready. Um, and if, if you stray too far from the path, I'll, I'll get, you, get you where I think you need to be and give you tips here. So I think that that approach has been awesome. Um, instead of the, the approach of, hey, this is how it's going to be done and, you know, the monotonous stuff. You know, spring training is monotonous in itself. So for him to be able to give us that freedom of, of doing what we do and, and knowing how to prepare ourselves was um, very, very beneficial, I, I believe. Here's a, a personal opinion, uh, something that, like, I, I, I think you know me pretty well. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm very observant and I, lo I love people. I love watching people. I love the interactions of people, but Lundy and Goddard might be two of the most amazing baseball guys and dudes off the field that I, I I've been around just in general. And, and as I gain a you know relationship with, with Brian price, I'll probably recognize the same thing, but I've noticed this year and this is not trying to like, it, it just, they, they look like they're happy, but not only the happiness they're coaching. And they don't feel, I don't know, there's no change in their demeanor. 
you know, from last year to this year, this year, I feel like there's freedom and there's a lot more conversation going on between you guys and them and a trust factor between the pitchers and, and, and all the pitching guys. Yeah, absolutely. I think when you see, when you see Lundy and Goddard and the way that they handle their business and you look back on how long they've been in baseball, it kind of relaxes you because Mm -hmm. They are happy-go-lucky. They're fun. They're always joking around. But when the game starts or when we need to get something done, you you respect the fact that, hey, yeah, they joke around, but this is not the time to joke around. Yeah. And uh, Price has done a great job, in my opinion, fitting right in. He fits right in with those guys. And like I said, spring training is monotonous, but you, you go out there and you get those three guys together and they're – you know, flinging, uh, you know, sock balls at us and hitting them as hard as we can and breaking it up, making competitions out of that. I think that that speaks volumes too about how they go about their business. Yeah. It's, it's, we get our work done, we get our PFPs done. And then it's like, all right, you know, make sure everybody's wearing a jock strap because we're about to just rope these sock balls at you. <laughs> you, you go from starter to reliever and, and, Look, the, the relationship between a, a rotation is, is awesome. Uh, maybe not all rotations are the same, but uh, when you get to a bullpen, it's a different world. And and I've had Durbin and, and uh, Brad Lidge on <laughs> a couple times, and we talk about, you know, so many things that go on in a pen. How much do you miss that and the interactions there? Oh, I love it. It Not, not many people understand it. You, you have to have thick skin out there. And sometimes we'll have a, a, like a cul-de-sac happy hour and they're like, what do you guys talk about in the bullpen? And I'm like, I really don't feel like I could tell you guys right now. Um, one, because I don't think that they would understand. And two, they would get the craziest impression of me. But at the same time, I mean, the, the freedom to say whatever you want down there and the interactions between the fans. And I mean, we're like caged animals down there. Everybody, it's, it's everybody's, it's everybody's birthday. Everybody wants a ball. Um, but to be able, it's a different world down there and I love it. It takes a certain, certain type of person to fit in. And, you know, I, I still feel like I'm figuring it out, but, um, yeah, I love it. I just pay attention to all those guys with the birthdays. I had this one guy. Okay. So I'll tell you this little quick story. (laughs) Spring training had started my first year in 05. This little kid, uh, he would just come to the end of the dugout and just yell like, Franzen, it's my birthday. Can I have a ball? end of the game like it's my birthday can i have your batting gloves dude the guy did it the kid did it every day for the next three <laughs> years right, right. Like at spring I'm training sorry. and every once in a while during the season and, <laughs> and one time my father gave him batting gloves you know because i was like dude just stop and he kept on coming back and it was, the kid was amazing like he was funny uh and he was a little kid fast forward to 2015 he's a he's our uh, a bat boy for the giants now and clubhouse guy and he comes up to me and i always call the moment what's up moocher and uh when he was a little kid and (laughs) he goes hey what's up kevin i'm like what's going on man you look familiar and he goes yeah you used to call me moocher i was like dude no way (laughs) and pay attention to that they may they may come around at one point (laughs) absolutely i mean same kind of thing happened to me i called somebody out at city field when we're playing the Mets. I guess my birthday threw me a ball, and I asked him what date it was, and he didn't even know. I mean, how do you not know the, the own date of your birthday? 
Oh, I love so, it. Let, let me see. Let me see that license of yours. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. Exactly. All right. So I know you got things to do. I'm keeping you on your 28 minutes. Uh, that's it. Uh, <laughs> I got a game for you. You want to play it? Let's go. All right. It's called Waffle or Not. And in your case, were you waffled or do you own this guy? Basically, it's uh, it's either waffled or, or egos, really. You know what I mean? Maybe. So you got, Maybe I mean, who waffles. likes microwavable uh, waffles? A lot of people, but they're not that great. Real waffles are better. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to throw a name. <laughs> I need you to tell me. Did you waffle? No, you this not? is it. Okay. All right. Cool. Okay. I understand. Bryce Harper. Oh, gosh. I'm going to be modest here. I think he waffled me. You're saying like two for eight, 830 OPS is way below. His career averages, all right? So well, I don't know, he, didn't, that he didn't own you. Okay. He didn't own you. Well, uh, ooh. Ender Enciarte. Oh. I got to go former teammate on this when he was a little 10-year-old <sighs> playing in the big leagues. You know what? I think I, I think he waffled me, but I don't know about – he got a lot of knocks off me. That guy is a crafty, tough out. You really want to know? Oh, is it bad? Yeah. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I still got to play him. Yeah, he's he's 10 for 21 on you. Yeah. I'm yeah. Down, I mean, but how many? Two doubles. Any dingers off me, though? No dingers, but that, I mean, dude, when a guy's got a 476 OPS and he's got 20 plus at bats on you, that's wafflage. <laughs> Uh, I get waffled by a lot of guys, Freddie. Oh, here we go. Let's play humble. Uh, <laughs> Christian Yelich. Mm, faced him a good bit when he was with the Marlins. I I don't know. What do I say? Ego? I think I got him. You waffled him. One for 15. Four punches on him. Uh, now, yeah, that's pretty good. You know, yeah, he's he's it. not bad, really. Just let you know, he's a pretty good player. Uh, let's go with uh, the good old. No, I'm not gonna go there. That's sad. that's not good. As Drupal Cabrera, that guy got me. Yeah, yeah, he, he waffled you. Oh gosh, yeah. I remember that was the last game of the year. I forget <laughs> what what year it was. The last game of the year, I gave up. He, three-run shot to him i had below a four era i've been battling all year and he freaking shot me yeah boost boosted it yeah he's got three he's got three shots on you oh. uh <laughs> i'll give you one more so because i mean everyone's pretty much active here but michael a taylor i think i got him yeah you did one for 14 eight punchies bro you know what that is? Wow. That's not even wafflage. That's ownage. Yeah, that's that's freaking cracker barrel waffle. Right? right you my friend <laughs> you my friend own Michael A. Taylor. But he's a good dude, so I'll give him that. Solid dude. Solid I could have gone all former teammates and uh he actually dominated a lot of these guys, which is real fun to go with, but I didn't want to, you know, get you any hot hot mess over here. Oh no! No, I don't want to. I don't want to end it on that one. I don't want to end it on that one. But if you said Jackie Bradley Jr., that guy, that guy 
Oh my god. Really? He feeds me waffles by hand. Okay. Well, look, I, I could have said myself and we could go back to spring trains and stuff and I probably I probably <laughs> shot you or something. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that, wind, he's you know? only two for four on you. Double and a JBJ, homer. That's not like that, yeah, that's owning, yeah. but that's only four at bats. Yeah, but still, that's <laughs> Man, a triple on a single and he's got the cycle. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, I appreciate you coming on Pine Tar for Breakfast podcast. And uh, again, safe, stay safe. And uh, the best to your family, Rachel and Lila and the little man, Luke. Yeah, I appreciate it, Franny. And you stay safe, too, and take care of that family. Yes, sir. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> As you can tell, I have a horrible time with Adam Morgan. Most of the time, uh, he usually rips on me. Um, no, he doesn't. He's awesome. Uh, miss that guy. Miss everyone. Miss all the Phillies players, coaches, staff, uh, management. This is, uh, yeah. Like I said, it's happening soon. It's got to be, right? He's got this feeling it's got to happen. Let's go. But I just have to say this first. Thank you to Campos, Philly's greatest cheesesteak, the best cheesesteak here for sponsoring today's Pine Tar for Breakfast episode. And thank you to them and Campos for helping me and 19 for Life, our family's foundation for my brother, deliver uh, lunch to about 50 nurses and doctors last week to Nemours DuPont Children's Hospital. And I appreciate that. I appreciate them. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Have a good one. Peace.